Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Big Daily Blend Show. You know, uh, January 10th is uh, Houseplant Appreciation Day. And, you know, on this show, we like to talk about topics that go with the holidays of the day and really theme them up. And houseplants, uh, Nancy and I know this from running our garden gossip show for years and even going to gardening expos and doing shows from gardening expos and going to growers and nurseries and doing interviews over, I don't know what, 17 years of the podcast, but over 20 something years in our magazine that houseplants are key to health. Mm. We look at, oh, we got to cut our diet down. We got to do this and that. But I'm going to say this right now. Houseplants in your house are going to make you happier and they're going to make you healthier. They're going to breathe better. You're going to be less stressed. Is that not right, Nancy? Oh, yeah. And you know what? If you actually look at them and feel their presence, which when I, I, I know it sounds woo-woo, but... By that, I mean appreciate the fact that they're growing indoors and they're there to cheer you up and they do a really good job of it if you let them. See, they're part of the family, just like your pets. So I want to go to Margot Carrera. Uh, Margot is on our fourth Friday Nature Connection show with us every month and we call her in on all kinds of special shows. And as soon as we knew we were talking about plants, we said, we got to call Margo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also sent us on a quest to go to gardens across America as we travel the country so, on our yes. Love Your Park store. But welcome back, Margo. How are you? I'm doing great. It's always fun to talk about plants, that's for sure. It's oh. my great love. <laughs> uh, you know, it is, but it, it truly is. And I want everyone to know that you have a new website name for folks to know for your Etsy. It's margocarrera.etsy.com and it's margo m-a-r-g-o-t carrera dot c-a-r-r-e-r-a oh oh yeah you gotta do yo that's right i'm just used to it um yeah margocarrera.etsy.com go check her store out there because she's got all kinds of plant lovers you know you've got scarves you've got all kinds of you know, plate warmers, all kinds of things. And also just, hey, you can buy photos there for your walls. So that's part of it, right? When you think about you as a photographer and plants, whether it's on your wall or if you're scared of growing a plant, the two do bring joy, right, into your home. by having. They bring, yeah, actually, I also believe in sacred geometry and they bring that in too. Um they they are always designed the plants um the, they talk about the flower of life uh mm-hmm. sacred geometry and and so actually part of uh the good thing about looking at plants and flowers and uh trees is uh they bring in things that we we probably don't even think about um and work with our our brain chemistry so mm-hmm. yeah so uh, that's why maybe we feel more relaxed. Sometimes I look at a certain flower, I feel more cheerful. Um, yeah. So, so it, it's, it's visual. It's, um, energetic, uh, as Nancy was talking about. And it's also, um, 
I lost the third one. <laughs> well, I was going to go into the sacred. Can I go to the sacred journey yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second? I want to go there so. because um, it is International Creativity Month. And um, yesterday's podcast uh, featured Steve Piacente, also a photographer and a writer. And he, he basically doesn't give up on creativity. It's like it's always knocking on his door. And um, music. He's a musician, too. And we were talking about, you know, creativity and nature and things like that. And I, it's funny because we're about to do the show and, you know, we're taking care of some house plants and, you know, I noticed a new bud today and, and I'm going, Oh my gosh, these leaves were geometrically amazing. Now mm-hmm. I've not heard of sacred geometry yet. So this is a new one for me right now, what you brought up. So I'd like to talk about that because I think, and Nancy, I know you're going to get into this. We copy nature as human beings, as society, and I don't think any invention has been done without some kind of influence from nature. You know, okay. even the wheel, quite frankly, didn't come from without a nature being part of it. You know, when you look at leaves and how they can, they just, here, here's a whole frond of fern, like a fern frond, you know. Hello, here I am. And it's so beautiful. And geometrically, we're going like, how did you do that? Like, measurement wise, when, you know, for human beings, artists can get into it, but it can be a little messy. So I I wanted to just go to, to you on that, because do you get creative inspiration from photographing plants, like even a rose and the bloom and how the flower bud is or there's succulents that are like when you look at a succulent from the top down you can see that geometry so i don't know if i'm getting into so much. the yeah. sacred geometry thing here but maybe even that's why we have the zen gardens from the japanese who do the exactly. zen gardens and understand am i there am i anywhere close? yeah you're there even how they Ooh. um how they brush the uh uh the sand on the ground mm-hmm. in geometric mm-hmm. uh, lines and uh they, it's all all done uh, purposefully and um and how the uh trees are trimmed in a certain way um yeah yeah it, you you talk zen they're they're very much into sacred geometry is something to google about folks just go go in and yeah. you'll you'll hear more i'm not an expert on it i just know that it always catches my eye when i photograph and i'm always seeing the sacred geometry in the print when i make it and even when i design i there there's a tool that uh, photographers use to make sure that your eye goes exactly where it needs to go. And that's sacred geometry. So it's in, in more than you think and definitely, definitely, definitely in nature. Yeah. So in the house plants, we're bringing that into our home. So we kind of have that Zen part of it. And I know that even um, in feng shui, they always say like, okay, don't put cactus maybe in your house that is going to have like, true pricklies right like if you want people to feel welcoming to your door you don't put the cactus but if you want people to not stay not come in put your cactus like if you're in that you know kind of neighborhood plant cactus. if you're guarding yeah, yeah. if you're guarding um you know it, it's it's it is about all those little things that we tend to forget in 
the daily crazy life. I want to go to Nancy because Nancy, you paint plants. You are mm-hmm. crazy plant lady. Um, and she always fixes every plant. And, um, oh, with, with, as a, as an artist, I, I, do you look at that with the geometrical parts of what plants do too? Okay. This can sound really stupid and crazy, but I think of plants and animals as the same as people. Sure. They're living beings. Sentient beings. And, yep. Yeah. So. When I look at a plant, I, I'm i like, oh, hey, how are you doing? What's up? And then you can take a few minutes to see, okay, this person underwaters, overwaters, cause as we travel from house to house or whatever we're doing, um, this plant's too wet, this plant's too dry, this plant needs food. So when you contain a house plant in a pot, that's not natural for them. Okay? Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It just means if you do it, do it right. So you have to look at when you pot a plant and bring it indoors or put it on the doorstep, then you are now responsible for that plant because you have uplifted it or bought it or whatever. You're responsible. So you got to know how to water it, how to feed it, and how mm. to move it when weather's good or bad or shelter it. Mm. It's Just like a pet. Exactly. Oh, and well, it's true. So I always think of them as living beings because they're living and they're a being. And without them, Without plants, we wouldn't be here. Well, is this also like so, when you think about kids going when in school? Remember, they'd give kids like eggs to take care of the eggs, like they're a baby or whatever. Remember, I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm, know that. Yeah, but I think America, yeah. you guys did that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was thinking about when it, it was you, Margo, who said it, it's like pets, right? The plants. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that I was like, wow, what if you know? I remember as a kid when we started, you know. You could take a bean and grow it into a seedling and then we would like yeah, watch you this care. grow. And you see this and you're like, oh my gosh, I did the right thing I was supposed to do every day. And you got this ownership, not ownership and nasty ownership, mm-hmm. ownership of action, yeah, of and- helping to make something thrive and live care. care. It was ownership of care. Parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of the um, becoming a steward. And so a houseplant, I think that's a really cool way for kids to understand about caring, understanding about the natural world, understand, you know, like instead of the maybe carry the egg around, maybe do a plant. I don't know. The egg thing was weird to me, but I just didn't grow up here. But um, what do you think about that, Margo, if like kids had plants to take care of? It teaches them responsibility. You know, if they, if they don't water it, it, it starts to brown. If if they overwater it, it starts to get mm-hmm. soggy and yellow. And yeah. so it teaches them also perhaps to communicate um, or look at the plant, um, you said, as a being. And the plant, by its shape and what it's doing, is telling you, yeah, I need water. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a bit too much. Or mm-hmm. uh, also... Um, 
I, I walk by a plant that perhaps I haven't watered in a while and I get in my head, Oh, you need to water. You need to water this plant. So mm-hmm. who's communicating that to me? The plant or my, and, and it, it's not even uh, because the, it's turning brown because it could be perfectly green. But all of a sudden, the minute I walk by the plant, I hear, you need to water this plant. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so there's subliminal because, messages, but they that, are messengers. Yes. They are messengers. But it's a living being in your house. Mm-hmm. It's part of your family, just like mm-hmm. a dog or a cat or a child. It's part of your family. You adopted mm-hmm. it. You brought it in. The you know the plant didn't come into your house and go. I'm I live here. Yeah, you brought it in. So it's up to yeah. you where the responsibility lies and what you get out of seeing the plant every day far surpasses what you have to do to make it live. Well, here, here's a live. funny quote that I found, and we always do the quote of the day. I've got a, a one well, that ties into everything we're talking about. Uh, of what plants have strength, right? Mm-hmm. Their resilience. How many times mm-hmm. do we see photos of, you know, drought or a cracked piece of concrete and a flower popping out? I've seen I plants grow this. out of granite in Yosemite, you know. So anyway, but this is funny. This is a funny quote. It's by Mitch Hedberg. I don't know who you are, Mitch, but hi. But he, this is a quote. My fake plants died because I did not pretend to water them. (laughs) Come on. That's funny. That's funny. But, but that, but, you know, people, a lot of people have fake plants in their house, right? And, and, uh, a lot of our plant people just like, you know, because, you know, here's the thing. Fake plants. It takes a few seconds to water them. And there's, I'm not going against people having fake plants. I get it because sometimes some houses don't have the light in certain places where anything will grow, et cetera. So you, you do need some basic things. You need to, the house plants do not have to be so hard to grow. They're not. There's basic ones, orchids, uh, mother-in-law's tongue, spider plants, Charlie plants. Um, there's some basic ficus palms um, that you can put in your plant house but just know do they have the right light which is pretty easy to figure out and how much water normally Mm -hmm. depending on the season winter not so much maybe once a week Mm -hmm. to 10 days depending on the plant and then in spring summer more because they're that's Mm -hmm. the growing season right so you figure out the light and then calm it down all of the places you buy your plants pretty much have a good guide. It's actually easier to buy house plants than it is plants for your garden because people know this is a contained space with the same kind of lighting issues. You have light here, light there, light that. A garden has all kinds of microclimates. And when you get it, if you're buying from a big box store for your garden, uh, good luck. But some of them, some are tried and true. But like, I know when we lived in the high desert, they thought the high desert was the same as the low desert. Nope, not true. No, that's why one's high and one's low. Yeah. So everything has a microclimate and that becomes a little tricky. But the one place you can start is in your house. One biggest mistake we do is overwatering. So it's just getting into that rhythm, learning this one thing. Now, believe it or not, an orchid 
is one of the easiest plants to oh actually yeah. live. Now, if you're worried, put them, if you have a bathroom with some good light, not direct sunlight, they want a little filtered light. They like light. They like humidity. Put your orchid in your bathroom where it can get a little bit of light, but it will love that you're taking a shower. That little baby will go, I like the shower. I don't like want my feet wet. Mist. Do not put me in a swamp. But I love having that swampy mist. I love they, that. They love misting. They love they the moist. love it. Yeah, and, and you only have to water it like atmosphere. every 10 days. Oh, and some, they even did it like put an ice cube in it, right? One ice cube. Get, well, I don't know about the ice cube. That's I've true. done it. I've done it. And it, as, and it always, does actually work. It does, but I always felt really guilty because it might shock the plant. No, because they come from cold climates too. But, but, uh, most orchids do come this continent, come from this continent and other Asian continents as well. So we always think that the orchid comes from somewhere outside of the States, but not always. Mm -mm. We have them in our parks. Mm-hmm. So can you mist it with a sprayer? Yes, yes, yes. There and you that go. was something I was going to say. Yeah. One thing um, what we do forget is just like your fake plants, you need to dust your fake plants just to have a clean house, right? Same thing with your plants. They do not want to have a bunch of dust on their leaves. So just no. clean them, mist them. You know, depending on the plant, but most of them Otherwise like to be they misted. Don't get to breathe. Like a little spray bottle of water. Just and I always say, give them the water you drink versus the water out of your faucet. Um, depending on where you live, but if you filter your water, you may want to do it for your plants too. We have taken, you know, Nancy and I travel the country. Uh, we document parks and public lands and plants. And um also pets it as we go, not for money. It's a it's a wonderful thing trustedhousesitters.com check it out so we do go and plants it too and we've had people who have gotten like a hundred plants in their house and water apparently depending on their house plant was a big deal this plant has to have distilled water this plant has to have that water and we're like man but it she was right she was true it it was a learning curve um, but that's intense. But if you're just starting, um, get a plant like an orchid. It's a great house, uh, gift to give to a host. If you're going to a dinner party too, there's those ones in the grocery store. Yeah. You ice cube. Why they brought up the ice cube was that you only put an ice cube every seven to 10 days because you didn't over water the orchid. That was the point. Here's the thing with orchids, just because of how they look. They stepped up. I mean, they have an elegant and beautiful look. And you feel like the onus is on you to, like, you feel like this plant is beyond my capability. Because Because they're tropical and the flowers. They're beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? So you feel like, oh, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can do this. But if you take a minute to research it, you find out one of the easiest plants to grow mm-hmm. and we have local native ones i want to bring this up everglades yeah. uh, national park 
actually mm-hmm. has one of the um, most diverse collection mm-hmm. of orchids in the country. And I've actually photographed them. natural. And I hate to say it, but I was swapping cameras and learning a new camera that day. And so my photos suck of them. But I do have photos of bromeliads, which is another house plant you can grow. Just know that they do die out once a year. So their bloom goes away and then you can want to get yes. a new one. Um, so they're kind of an annual, like literally an annual. But mm-hmm. they're also very plant house plants clean your air. They're like your lungs in your house, especially if you have mold and dust and things like that. These plants will help you with air, energy, make you feel good. Like Margot was talking about that Zen calm. Your office definitely need house plants, but I'm going to go to the orchid. Orchids are typically blooming between January and April, depending on when you got your orchid and where you are. Um, this is the season of orchids. They are the flowers of the gods, but think about it. Going to a place like the Everglades, and seeing orchids in the wild in our country, like Nancy says, mm-hmm. you think you have to go to an exotic, exotic jungle. Um, no, you don't. But you can mm-hmm. have them in your home. We've taken care of orchids in Wisconsin in the snow. And these babies are blooming and going, hello, it's almost time for Valentine's Day. And look at me. I'm the flower of the gods. I am beautiful. And they <laughs> are. Um, but when you go to parks, Look at these plants in your area. Uh, most nurseries and, and places that are actual growers will take our plants. And Nancy and I have been on hikes. Mount Rainier, Nancy, remember our hike? Uh-huh. Um, with our friend, it, she took us out, Carolyn, and, um, showed us all the plants in the alpines. We were up in the high alpines area mm-hmm. and she took, she was like, well, this is what we're doing at our nursery and we're cultivars. We, we, Make it that people can grow them at home <clears throat> as close to the native plant as can be. But most people's homes are not up in the altitudes that Mount Rainier is in, right? So what can we do that goes with the landscape and the microclimate of the land that is easy for homeowners? And, you know, you don't have to own a home, right, um, to grow and so it was really interesting because a lot of times we get all anti-commercial as environmentalists, but actually everyone's trying to make it easy for us to grow these plants. And that is the same as orchids, right, Nancy? Orchids are found everywhere on earth except for the Arctic. Ooh. Okay. Think about that. So- Every habitat on earth except where there's glaciers and ice. So, Bob's your uncle. You can grow an orchid in your home. But you do have to supply um, the right temperatures as far as don't overheat, don't underheat. You have to supply food Mm -hmm. or water. Okay? So, don't overwater, don't underwater. And remember... How does this food get it? it like, how does the plant get the food? Mm. It's, you know, because it doesn't have bugs buzzing around in your it's house. It's kind of like an air plant. It's like an air plant it, it almost, needs, right? It needs food. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once in a while, you need to give it some food. Orchid food. 
do orchid soil, orchid yeah, food uh, yeah. specific. And then, and then just be aware of where you place it. Cause I, I notice that people place plants in a corner, hanging from a corner, hanging here and there, which makes sense because it's convenient. But does your plant have a light source? Does mm-hmm. it get sunlight? Does it, if it doesn't, there's easy solutions for that. You can get little lights that you attach so that they get some form of light so they can um, procreate and and they need light. They don't necessarily need like blazing sunlight, right? So that's, again, what's easy about indoors versus outdoors, right? You know, so you can get light sources. Some kind of source of light in order to manufacture their own food. Which mm-hmm. they do. So, yeah. you know, and, you know, orchids are one, of, apparently, which I find really interesting, one of the Uh-oh. easiest plants to grow. <laughs> no, no, no. They're one of the easiest plants to grow because they're so beautiful and complex in how they look. You think, oh, dude, I can't do that. Mm. Because their flowers are so amazing. And then the other thing is, you know, that they don't bloom every month. So you got to be patient. They're seasonal. So this is a life lesson then, actually, if you think. So basically we're going from houseplants to actual just a shell and orchids here, which is fine. Because it is about a life lesson. So like if you had a pet orchid, basically, you're going to learn hey, I'm going to wait until this time and I'm going to take care of it and I'm going to get this bloom. So it's a life lessons in patience, care, compassion, communication. Mm -hmm. Margo, um, I know you love orchids. Our puzzle of the day is your orchid jigsaw puzzle we have up on our website and everyone, the link's in the show notes. Um, But what do you think about that? Like the lessons of life from plants? Oh, gosh, I think it, they give you wonderful lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, you know, I'm learning growing a, a vegetable garden and I, you learn patience. Mm-hmm. You, you learn, um, you learn how to actually take care of your own body when you learn how to take care of the soil of, uh, the plants that you're taking care of. Um, because we all have microbiome, right? Our, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're the, the soil that grows the plants, its microbiome has to be correct for the plant to grow well. It has to have certain nutrients, certain vitamins and, um, certain pH. Well, the human being's body has exactly. to have, has to have certain nutrients, vitamins, pH. And if you give it the wrong thing, too much sugar <laughs> or something oh, like that, like yeah, yeah, yeah. then you, mm-hmm. you or, uh, or soda, you change the pH. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Soda. Are you yeah. just, just because I'm, acid. I'm Nancy, you know, Make I, it acid. I, listen, listen, Margot can hear <laughs> things. She knew I was telling Nancy before you came on the show. I have to get over my gummy bear thing for driving and stop oh, doing it because of the sugar. I need to stop and I know. And I said, well, I could do licorice. And Nancy's that like, do you know what's crazy. in licorice? It's called sugar. No, no. You can't you, do it. You, you the sugar do. lowers, uh, by the way, the sugar lowers the immune system uh, when, oh. when it's taken for several hours. 
Mm. So the more sugar and the more time you do it, the more you're lowering your immune system. Uh, so. exactly. Are you talking Sorry, guys. Thank you. You got the flu right now. Thank you. See? And thank you because but, I, yeah. I watch it and I'm like, stop it. But this is the same with plants and it's, but I don't want to get, to, I, I want people to understand that this plant, you don't need to coddle it. Right, no. you've got to let it be free and let it be it. So an orchid, let's just stick with orchids. Orchids last <laughs> seven to ten water days. Food. Light water and, food, light and water And sometimes food. we screw up as plant parents, and you're going to have to go get another one. But don't stop trying. Yeah, um, I would say get more than one at a time, and then, so that when one goes, you thing. just go okay. I still got these and I'm really sorry to the one and, and have a little funeral party or whatever. But you when you first start, you are probably going to overwater just in caring. Sure. And that's just, the real thing. People overwater okay. in caring too much. Okay. Here's a secret to watering. You have a finger. Mm-hmm. Stick the finger in, in the, the soil. soil. Mm. Yeah. Is okay. it dry? Is it dry? Is it overly wet? If you can feel wet, do not water. Remember the water. Nancy's always like, whenever we we go to do a pet set, Nancy's like, don't worry, I'm going to go around and do the finger test. And people look at her and I'm like, yeah, I'm poking your soil. It doesn't matter if it's indoor or outdoor, I'm poking your soil. saying it. But if you're in -hmm. the soil... You can feel, oh, mildly damp. Okay, two days from now, it needs, it's going to need water. Maybe even tomorrow, especially if a household heater on or something like that. Depends mm-hmm. on where the plant is placed, you know. So use your finger because you can feel moisture. Okay. And then you can, you can feel like, oh, wow, this is too wet, especially if it's in a plant with a, plate underneath and the plate is full of water you're you already know it's over watered and the roots rot that's what yeah, happens exactly mm-hmm. yeah so, you get root rot yeah they can't breathe so, they can't breathe. exactly oh. it's like being underwater when it's a plant meant to be above water oh. yeah. yeah so just take care and 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 don't oh i'm gonna water because i'm gonna be gone for two weeks so let me throw a gallon of water in instead of like a quarter cup. No, mm. don't do that. It it kills your plants. Mm. It don't do that, you know. Um, but they've also been. I want to bring this up about um, orchids that they're actually really good for you. Um, in Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, they they have been used for your skin. For depression, indigestion, heart disease, high blood pressure, kind of, you know, whatever, all that, like orchids, the actual plant has been used in in ancient medicine, uh, which is pretty amazing. Well, aloe, aloe is another house plant you could have. Um, Aloe is super easy to grow. It multiplies like bunnies. And you can use that to drink aloe juice. You can squeeze that gel out and put it in smoothies and, you know, if that's your thing. Um, but it's really good for your skin and it's good for bug bites. So if you live in a place like if you live in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and you've got a nice lake in your backyard, 
you may want to grow some aloe and you may want to do it indoors year round because, you know, you guys get the snow. Just saying. Yeah. Um, also, it's good for burns. If you burns. burn yourself, yeah, it, you don't scar if you put the aloe on and the, and the pain goes away mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. It's, it's interesting about the, the different things that these plants can do. And, and also house plants are not limited to, you know, mother-in-law's tongue and anthuriums and spider plants and orchids, which are amazing. But you could also have a kitchen garden too in your mm-hmm. home, depending on where you live and where your light source. You could have rosemary growing and basil and, you know, you could have your own kitchen garden where you know where your herbs come from. And I'm going to guarantee you it's cheaper than buying it from your grocery store where you don't know where it comes from. Just yeah, I love it. I love going out and cutting, cutting, uh, rosemary and then putting it on the chicken, rosemary chicken or something. And then uh, you put it in your hair. Yeah. Ooh, rosemary, oh, yeah. Oh, your hair. rosemary <laughs> yeah. and hair love each other. They yes, do. they do. Yeah. And lavender is good for your dog beds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have dogs, put lavender in there. It kind of like I think scares just off about all, um, medicines bugs. come from plants. Pretty much. Unless it's if venom, anti-venom. I, yeah. I think that that if we didn't have plants, we wouldn't have medicine. No. True, yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. Well, Marga, you know the medicine world better than us. Yeah, it's uh, called change a molecule and then you can patent it. But the real oh. healing ingredient <laughs> comes from the original plant that you copied. Oh, well done. Well done. Well, that's exactly what I was talking. Well, that's well done. But isn't that the same thing as about getting a house plant, right? You're taking a plant that grows well somewhere and modifying it to, um, through cultivation to be able to live in your house. You know, some plants, I mean, when we lived in, in South Africa and Kenya, we were able to have, I mean, that was the ultimate. Honestly, um, we were in the growing you could, zone that you could have, grow anything. I mean, you had plants were life, right? And they are. It, it, and it's it, like water is life, plant is life. And so you could bring a plant inside because you always had sunlight. You always had that temperature without it being, um, extreme. You, you, you didn't have air conditioning. Just, well, we didn't have air conditioning. So maybe that we need back in the day. Well, you kind of did, but in, in American terms now, but, um, back in the day, you just opened your windows and lived Mm -hmm. with the way life was. Mm -hmm. This is, you had fans and whatever. So your plants liked it. So you could bring a plant from the outdoors indoors, but, um, we live so much in the plants that it wasn't. Yeah. That's kind of interesting how we lived. Yeah, I wonder about that. So if you live in condo, like a skyscraper building in a condo, you need plants. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, you, you need, need to plants. connect with nature. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any way you can. Anyway, yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting that each, um, just flowers across, uh, across the universe, the colors mean something. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's, there's, like, orchids have, okay, orange means this, purple means that, green means that, but when I, that, why I'm reading this, 
list of what these colors mean. And then I went, oh, well, what about other plants? And I find out it's the same. Mm-hmm. You know, that certain colors mean certain things. So like purple orchids symbolize royalty and dignity. Well, hasn't purple historically always sent that message? I mean, it, it's... um. Hmm. Because it's, it's an thing. odd color. Well, it's, you know, blue and red mixed together, so it's a coming together of like minds. Mm. All right? Now, green says good fortune, good health. Okay? Well, that's because it's green. So if you, like, and yellow is like, hello, I'm sunshine. Mm. So that's not hard to understand. So when you start looking at, what different colors mean to you? Then you realize, okay, having flowers that bloom in your garden or in your home will send you a message when they bloom. The I'm going to second that. Can, yeah. I, can I share something that's really sure. interesting mm-hmm. about color? Mm-hmm. I think you're right on about color because um, one time I uh, went on a tour and I went to Glastonbury and um, I stayed in this house of this woman who practices uh, color therapy, a psychologist. Mm. And every single room had a different color. And each room was supposed to provide a certain type of therapy. And uh, my girlfriend and I, we got put in the pink room. <laughs> and pink made us really, really happy. And we laughed all night long. And they told us that we kept them awake and but we couldn't stop laughing and we couldn't stop smiling and we couldn't go to sleep you know whereas lavender you know um uh actually is known to calm be calming and yeah sleep so the people in the lavender room they were sleeping fine (laughs) but it it truly um color does affect us humans and uh, in different ways and a specific color will cause a specific uh, emotion Mm -hmm. or a specific um, outcome so you're right on nancy yeah yeah you know i remember they always talk about pink houses in this country no but painting rooms white okay pure white okay Mm -mm. it it's it's like doctor's jackets no, yeah, because color. it's, it's like you're it. going to get in trouble. But the dentist or the orchid. doctor, they need to stop it. Because, it's sterile. No, because it's sterile. No, because it's sterile, it means purity. Mm-hmm. Okay? And cold. Are you pure? And mm-hmm. it, are you innocent? Are you pure? Do you have hope? Or do you have reverence? Are you refined enough? So it's judgmental be, already before yeah, you go into yeah, the exactly. doctor's office. So that honestly. color has come to... I mean, that's why doctors wear white. I say that, that's clean. the problem with it. I get it. But for it's the so, patient, it's so already judgmental. It. It's horrible. But it, but the white color has begun to take on AO. It's not doing very well then, right now, let's but just then say. If you walked in, Unless if you're an orchid. <laughs> no, but if you walked into a doctor's office and they wore black, you'd be like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of, but but honestly, I think nurses have gotten to, especially when you're in pediatricians' offices and mm-hmm. stuff, 
they're more fun, you know, but scrubs. the reality is, yeah, scrubs are fun. And listen, that's what Nancy and I wear as we travel the country. It's actually cool. scrubs. The pants. Oh, yeah, because you can spill mm-hmm. red wine on them and <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, dogs can poop or pee on them, bleed on them, you know, animals, all of that. And it's mm-hmm. really true. Um, it's something we truly live in. And on the road, when you're driving, you want something easy and cozy on your body. So I'm not here mm-hmm. to do a, a commercial. Actually, the scrubs people did contact us once. I'm like, I'm not here to do commercials, but truly, they travel well, and it's light in your backpack and all of that. So Okay, so um, let, let me ask you, uh, Lisa, mm-hmm. when you're about to go traveling, um, get on the road, what color scrub do you want to wear? Actually, we wear gray <laughs> and blue. We have turquoise, yeah. and that's Blue is us. calming. Blue we have homie. blue, the dark blue, which is, yeah, I love yeah, the dark yeah. blue because you can also be professional about things. We have yeah. gray, which is neutral. And then Nance and I both have, listen, wherever we go to a city, I look in Walmart for I have specific ones. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I'm like the scrub thief. Not, I'm paying for them, everyone. Just because they're taking out the old ways, right? There's but, like this old design that we like where, um, it's just, you, you, it's like a, in, anyway, there's like this whole, I, so I'm off and I don't care if it's the purple ones. I don't care because it's, it's this one design that's old school now, mm-hmm. apparently. And they've, and so anywhere we go, I run to a Walmart and look for the scrubs, but Nancy and I have bright turquoise scrubs pants that and if we so know we're not funny. meeting anybody or we're just you know doing zoom calls you don't know that i have the dry the turquoise on but i'll tell you what animal this is going to that power of pink turquoise mm-hmm. makes everyone happy too the turquoise has power and can't believe i'm saying this but it's true turquoise as soon as i bring it up it's bright it's cheerful the dark blue is trusting confident cool it's good color for business same as the gray the gray can be if now if it goes into the brownish side no, people start to think so oh good. that's now a little distrustful it's murky right murky okay. water color but the blue is always a trusting calm color turquoise yeah. but then turquoise is know. now happy we're happy know, but then, we're bright but then, we're cheerful like pink no but that's your are you taking on the color of the pa- the pants as part of your personality? Seriously, every time I and, put the turquoise pants on, I do a little skip, but no one has to see it. But straight. Oh, <laughs> right, so then how, okay, so why are we talking about this on a podcast? Seriously. So there is something about color therapy and there uh, flowers is. can be, we're going back, flowers mm-hmm. can be therapy Absolutely. with their colors. Well, this, okay, so we're in the Pacific Northwest right now. We're in Oregon, right? And it yeah. is cold, it's dreary, but there are plants around the house. And mm-hmm. even the stripe of white from a spider plant can make you perk up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people paint their houses bright colors versus gray in the Pacific Northwest. When we did pet sites uh, in Washington mm-hmm. State, we were out on the coast in ports and ha- harbor areas, which was awesome and interesting. Cold. But houses that painted themselves bright colors, it was like these Saying, ships. Hello, we're still happy. Hello, we're here. We're, we're bright and we're proud. And it was just like, no, we're not dreary just because the weather is doing this. 
And the places we go to that have this dream, you know, I know you've been to Alaska, Margo, right? And Mm -hmm. these areas that we're talking about, Washington State and everything, they have these, well, Wisconsin, we've been through snow and all of that. But that weather happens so that you can have the most amazing spring and summers you can never imagine and falls. So I'm just saying this weather has to happen. But there is such a thing as seasonal affective disorder. Dr. Norman Rosenthal has been on our show a few times over the years talking about transcendental meditation and then also this where the weather can get you down. And he says light therapy is thing a, a thing to yes. change, put light on, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with plants. If you have a little bit of color, even if it is, I hate to say it true, a fake plant, you're going to have to dust that off too, just like you have to dust the dust off your living plant because they don't want to be clogged in their pores with dust. Um, mm-hmm. You know, have that plant if you can do it. Have that orchid. The orchids are blooming in the winter, January through April. Every house should have an orchid. I don't have a thing to, and we're not getting sponsored by anybody on this, you know, but that's the truth. It When they bloom in the middle of winter, the joy of mm-hmm. that is pretty darn amazing. So well, they're such intricate flowers are so beautiful that you don't think you're qualified enough to grow them. But you I are. Know, but we learned on this show that you are. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. This, That's our message. There it is. You Margo, can do it. Yes. Margo, when you photograph, just mm-hmm. I know you mostly outdoors with the photography of nature. Does color pull you as a photographer? Oh, all, all the time. I mean, color, uh, light, like mm-hmm. if the light is shining on it a certain way, uh, my eye will go to it. Um, if it's a bright color or an intricate color or a design, um, like multicolored flowers, uh, or if, um, I don't know, um, the, it's interesting that you say, does it call to you? Cause I'll be walking out in a garden and a specific flower, just my eye goes right to it. Mm. And, um, mm. and it's almost as if that flower says, uh, take my picture, <laughs> you know, yeah. just like an, well, uh, an animal out in the field yeah. would say, take, take my picture or don't mm. take my picture, you know, mm-hmm. um, I am called to the flower for a lot of things, even uh, the ge- geometrical design, like I told you before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those are some and, of the main things. Yeah. And the stage of growth, like there's stages in flower growing, especially with the annuals, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm growing up. I love spring green and here's all my little leaves coming out. Then I get a blossom. Then mm-hmm. the blossom blooms. That's second stage. Okay. But that, but that, that's, oh, looks so exciting. Sorry, yeah, I get excited. So now I have, now, and then it lives through a season and a half of I'm full bloom and here's my other blooms and look at me, I'm beautiful. And then all of a sudden the weather changes and the flower goes, okay, I'm out of here. And mm-hmm. things start yeah. to fade and drop off and droop, right? 
and then yeah. people lose interest. But if you really look at the fading blossoms, there's that's pretty too. It it's pretty too. You, you know, guys, I, you, I you have it. made my flu go away. Literally talking about well, plants. but it, it, no, because it, it symbolizes. <laughs> it, even though it symbolizes this flower is done, there's rebirth on the high uh, on the horizon. Yeah, and there's you new know, ones coming in all the drops, time, and this it drops seed. Oh. Seed procreates, and the next season, here we come again. Oh, so Nancy, and you're saying somebody that disturbs it hope. and messes with it. Plants bring hope. Absolutely. Because mm. they do. That's kind of going full circle from the first, you know, start of our conversation about the resiliency. And so that mm -hmm. is what I'm going to go to with our quote of the day. Not the funny one, though. That was funny. Um, quote of the day is from Confucius. An orchid in a deep forest sends out its fragrance, even if no one is around to appreciate it. So think about that. Like, it still stands out. It goes, I'm beautiful and proud. It's like, uh, I dance when no one's looking. The same kind of thing. Right. I wanted to just say something about resilience because sure. I saw it. I saw it this week. Uh, I, actually, I saw it around New Year's. Um, mm -hmm. We all know what happened in Hawaii, and they had this mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful, very, very old, ancient banyan tree right, mm -hmm. uh, right where the fires were. Mm -hmm. And they they worried that it wouldn't come back, that it died. Well, they're starting to see that there is green leaves uh, starting to grow off the banyan tree. Mm -hmm. And even through that massive fire, that banyan tree is starting to come back. So That's beautiful. Yeah, it awesome. gives me chills. Yeah. Oh, chills. okay. So no, we have a it. song of the day and one of them, um, I didn't mean to put on, but I'm going to put, if I can find it on Spotify and YouTube will be Banyan Tree. It's from mm -hmm. Evan Ozan. Um, mm -hmm. Evan Ozan, we met him when he was a kid and now he's, you know, a pilot and everything and a skateboarder, you know, um, champion and everything but he's a native american uh flute player and he went on a road trip and just bringing back the parks right him and his mom went on a road trip and they stopped at the grand canyon and he took his pocket money into a store you know the trinkets and souvenir shops and bought a native american flute and began playing and he played and like I right can't tell, Margo, if you could ever have experienced him, you, it's amazing. he, he, he made lights go off. We helped organize a, um, performance for him in Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he got up, the lights went out. It was in Joshua Tree National Park. They flickered. The lights on went out. He, mm -hmm. he, wherever he goes, the lights flicker. He, he was able to play the flute where there was a fly buzzing around. He, Buzz a fly off and the flute was still playing. All I can say is he, we've seen him in Julian mm -hmm. up in, in a building. The lights went off when he plays. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's sacred energy, truly sacred energy. So ever knows and it's ozanmusic.com. So if it's not in the playlist in the link, I'll link that in the show notes, everyone. Um, mm -hmm. but ever yeah, knows and Ban Banyan tree 
is I, I'll send you that too, Margo, so you can hear it. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. But the other song I'm bringing up is Black Orchid by Stevie Wonder, which also means I have to really just do the whole album. Um, it's Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants. And um, this came out in the end of October 1979. And it was actually a soundtrack to the documentary, which this is crazy, which now I need to see the documentary because my favorite book you on should. the planet is The Secret Life of Plants. Nancy knows. You really? Like, yeah, we have a small storage it. unit. We travel full time. We had to get rid of everything to do what we do. Because why I have a bunch of stuff, right? And one of my favorite books of all time is The Secret Life of Plants. It's because, so cool. And, and this is why it is so cool. Is they, as an experiment, took a few leaves off a plant, cut them off the plant, mm-hmm. put them on the side, this guy did it, this scientist guy just put it there on this bedside table and meditated on these plants. Other person just put them aside and like, who cares about these leaves? Those died. This guy mm-hmm. woke up and talked to the plants every day, meditated on them being fine and healthy. And these, this plant lived. Okay. And there's so many studies of how you talk to plants. Mm-hmm. I've talked to plants. I talk to the car that we drive and, and take across the country. Mm-hmm. I believe in communication and mm-hmm. positivity and the plants. They're, they're so, I, oh my gosh. Now I'm going to have to do a whole bunch of links. There's, um, Sam from National Parks Arts Foundation, uh, who did a residency and he put, uh, clamps on plants with little sound clamps. And played music through them with light and the plants lit up and were happy versus when they weren't talked to and like, like there's so many studies of plants that we are, they're communicators. Not only do they give us air that we breathe and need, they communicate. And if we're, there's like studies where people go and swear to plant, they, like people have done that. Like here's the, plant that's not being sworn at and here's a plant that's wanting the positive the positive kids go and like oh you're so beautiful they go to another plant and they swear at the plant and tell them how ugly it is the plant dies and it's like a reflection of who we are the energy we're sending to them yeah Yeah. well connected about no matter electronic impulses yeah that's what the world lives by yeah Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to be woo-woo, but I am, but it's true. No, you're being scientific, too. But it's scientifically proven. And the secret life of plants has also been, now I'm going to have to put a link in there about Zoe, who was also a park artist uh, in residence through the National Parks Arts Foundation, who said, well, this is part of that book has been debunked by science because science is always growing and learning. You think you know something at one time and then mm-hmm. you'll find something out later. And that is a very important thing to learn and know about as we go through climate change is yes, things change. And yep. so does science as we keep learning and growing. Isn't it important, ladies? I think it is yeah. that we do yeah. that. Keep sure. that. So um anyway. So, The Secret Life of Plants by Stevie Wonder is the song. Uh, the movie of the day, Wild Orchid, had to put it in there with, you know, mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage. just kind of crazy. People trying to steal an orchid. Um, 
But anyway, that's the other thing. But we got the puzzle of the day from Margot. And thank you so much, Margot. We miss you. It's so good to have you on the show and, and just have fun talking about plants. Yeah, my favorite subject. Thank you. Everyone, uh-huh. keep up with Margot at margocarrera.etsy.com. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And thank you, Miss Nancy, too. Thank you. You all. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.